It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Recorded live. Hello, everybody. You're listening to the Lost Reality Radio Show with your host, Johnny. And tonight we've got a special guest. Um, he's in Melbourne, Australia. His name is Lance Hardcore, a.k.a. Kyungu Fuck. And he's been um, on the rap scene since about 2012, 2013. And um, he's got a, an interesting slew of videos and rap songs on YouTube, which are just amazing to listen to. And I've got him here because I thought, you know, this guy is just, he's blowing my mind with uh, these rap songs. And I've never really been into rap, but listening to him, it was like, I actually don't mind these songs. I, I think they're amazing. And so I actually have reversed some of them. Um, I haven't really put together formal lyrics to the words in reverse, but um, they're still interesting to listen to in, in reverse. So here's Lance. Um, there's a lot of questions I have to ask you, Lance. I guess one of the first things would be, um, what what are these energy snakes that you've been talking about in your videos? Uh, well, that's a that's a very good question because that's that's kind of the only question I want to hear. Uh, the the energy snakes can basically be explained in a, a book called The Cosmic Serpent. If you want to go down the path of thinking that I'm not insane and I'm not just making this all up, uh, but yeah, it's basically it's the base unit of energy. Uh, you know kind of like a tessellated four or five dimensional holographic kind of bunch of digital insectoid things that kind of make up the physical particles on a certain level. Uh, I don't know. It's kind of hard to explain. You just, uh, you just, okay. you'll know the energy snakes when you know them. You'll get it. A lot of people get it, you know? Okay. Yeah. I, I sort of understand what you're saying. So it's sort of like the reptilian. Yeah. Like the, uh, I don't know what you just said then, but uh, what I want to say was that uh, the one of the first, religion yeah. that be discovered, you know, with worshipping okay. the, the serpent. And uh, I started uh, looking into that after I'd already experienced the energy snakes myself. So it wasn't like I had to prove this stuff to anybody. It's just, it was just the facts of life with energy snakes. So Lance, um, where did you get, well, how, I mean, this is amazing that your name is Lance Hardcore. Do you ever get anybody like that is so bewildered by your name? Uh, yeah, I think what happens a lot of the time is if somebody is smaller than me or has a thinner penis, you know, and they're like a little dweeb and I'm just kind of in the same room as them, they they yeah. start like getting a little like curious as to why I would choose the name Hardcore because they're intimidated by me a little, I think. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I don't really understand that because, you know, <laughs> I'm just a regular guy. Why do they, what's their problem? But clearly some people are just shivering fucking betas. And, I'm sorry, my letter swear. I didn't make it clear. I apologize. Now, when it comes to your uh, court of Jewish lawyer, Dr. Harvey Weinstein, is he ever oh, on God. your case yeah. on your case about anything anything you're doing? Uh, he's an interesting one. He's kind of like uh, he's kind of like Barry Katz in a little way. Are you familiar with Barry Katz? No. Okay. Well, he's uh, he's one of these guys who's like 
you know, pretty cool, and uh, he's uh, some kind of entertainment producer. He's very successful. But the, the point is, his catchphrase, the thing that his go-to line is, to be undeniable. He says, if you if you are undeniable, you will not be denied. And so, uh, yeah, you know, Dr. Harvey Weinstein Jr. is a closeted homosexual who just kind of repeats that at me endlessly. Yeah, we. I mean, what what else, what else could you say about it? <laughs> no, he just he does that, and then he like he he. I don't know. He's, it's weird having this guy over my shoulder. You know, on the one hand, he's kind of like uh, he's my hype man. You know, he's up there yeah. with me. He's got his, he's got his pimp coats. You know, he's, he's all right, but <laughs> just doesn't always work out. We don't always see eye to eye because he's he's very limited. You know, he doesn't understand expansion. He doesn't understand like imagination and manifesting physical realities, things like that. He just understands going to an office. You know, he he can't understand what could be because he's too busy getting caught up and like analyzing what was. He'll never he'll never move into the present moment. He'll never move into the future. He's a sad, sad man. Okay. I've got another question. Um what type of energy does it take to power the energy snakes? Uh I don't know. I as I understand it the kind of they just they're just kind of vibrating on a some kind of base level. Okay. So you got your you got your two forces in the universe basically. It's kinda of like how you've got binary numbers, zero and one, but which is very digital and very predictable, but you've also got the the fine numbers, you know, the pi numbers, the the infinite fucking curving, uh, spiraling numbers. So you've got two things. It's kinda of like that with energy snakes. You've got the energy, which is the electricity, and then you've got the magnetic, which is the thing. It's you know, like the Masons, like how they circle the square, you know. It's kind of like yes. the two things that are kind of a bit mismatched. They come together. It's like a creative force that's expansive and explosive and then a predictable digital force. And it's kind of like you merge them and that's how you get life and novelty emerges. And, and you mentioned before how um, you had to rape a baby on the altar and, and you met this green, age, green-haired green Asian chick and she taught you how <laughs> yeah. to use the, the energy snake juice. Uh, how do you use that? How do you use the energy snake juice? Uh, I don't know about that one. There's every chance that was a comedy line for the purposes of jokes. I don't know what I say in half of this shit. <laughs> okay. I have another question. Someone wanted me to ask you, in that in that same video, Keno complains, why is Keno so racist? Oh, uh, yeah, well, that's the whole point of the video. You know, uh, Keno is a racist man. He's an angry, angry racist man. He makes racist statements throughout, and he just, it, it eats him up, and he gets angry. And then at the end, you know, he learns a little lesson because it's it's not healthy to be angry and racist all the time. Uh, I had a I had a very brown-skinned man in another country tell me that he was very happy with that level of racism in that thing. He liked it. He said it was good. So if a brown-skinned man can tell me that he was happy and enjoyed it, I don't know if anyone's got a problem with it. I think you're yeah. crazy because the whole thing is an anti-racism message. Uh, check it out. It's it's kind of good. It deals with a lot of frustrations, you know. A lot of people have a lot of frustrations with other races and other people, but it turns out it's all silliness, and you got to be careful what you say and what you think because it's all fucking stupid. Yeah, I know. Um, someone wanted me to ask you, why is Lance Hardcore such a douchebag? <laughs> because he's a fictional character that I play for attention. Someone also asked, why is Lance Hardcore so beautiful? Uh, because it's real, it's a hundred percent legitimate. Uh, that's just how I am. This is as real as I get. 
Now, is it true that you've actually collaborated with Destiny Lab? Uh, yes, Destiny Lab, Archaeologic, all that. Yes, it's true. Uh, we've been in contact for a couple of years. Yes. And, uh, yeah, we work on some stuff together here and there. Now, Destiny Lab is in the truth movement, isn't he? He's talking about a lot about Kent Hovind. He's familiar with that? Yeah, he. Uh, as far as I understand it, he single-handedly got Kent Hovind out of jail or something recently. I don't know. I didn't quite follow it, but uh, he was one of the guys championing Kent Hovind, trying to get him out of jail for those particular alleged injustices. And, uh, yeah, he had quite a successful campaign. It was good. Yeah. Well, I I haven't heard that he single-handedly did that, but I know that he was definitely Yeah, I don't know there. about that. <laughs> yeah. Um. So we talked a little bit before the show, and, and we thought this would be a good question to ask on air. Um, what is, like, the Australian view of um, the American, like, the opinion of American politics? Uh, I don't know. We, we kind of get it on TV, in the news, um, for, like, two minutes every night. Like, hey, look at this silly thing Hillary did. Hey, look at this Obama guy. And you get three seconds of it. And that's about it. And then you can read about it in newspapers if you want, and you can study it if you want. But basically, uh, it's kind of like we get the same garbage you guys get fed, but just way less of it. I don't know. So some people talk to, about it like it all matters, but I don't care about that. I don't think anyone... So you know, like, when it comes to the Illuminati and the New World Order in Australia, um, how pervasive is it there? How much can you see it? Yeah, well, that's the question. It, see, people are kind of really apathetic, which is exactly what they want. Uh, yeah. so, and it's it's kind of layers behind here, you know, there's layers and layers and layers. It's kind of all a bit less on the surface and blatant and corporate, even though it totally is, but people are a bit more, I don't know, I think people kind of walk around here thinking democracy is real. Do you ever make, um, have you ever made any raps specifically about like, the Illuminati? When I first did anything, it was just generally on the theme about Hillary Clinton becoming the Earth president, um, possibly via the UN and NATO, but you know, also possibly those are just there to take the fall so that she can step up and be like, right, I'm running the planet now. By the way, I'm exposing uh, human origins. You know, Hillary is totally going to be the Earth president, and then she's going to be exposing human origin stories, and she'll be like, well, we've made contact with the Anunnaki's and all this kind of stuff. But she'll be talking like they all do. It'll all be like, by you know, 5% of the truth, 10% of the truth, that kind of thing. So I'm just going to keep an eye on that sort of thing. I've been talking about that here and there in raps, but I, I took all that stuff down. It's depressing. No one wants to hear it. I'm going to manifest physical realities. I'm just going to rap about money and bitches, basically. Uh-huh. I mean, could you and, go on? I mean, like... um. About, about the, the bitches or the Illuminati? Um, either one, both. I mean, yeah, I mean, this is your, this is your time to talk about anything you'd like. All right, cool. Well, uh, yeah, I'm, uh, I've had a career change recently, you know, I'm, I'm still rapping, but I'm basically switching over to becoming a motivational speaker, like a self-help guru, and I'm working on a book at the moment, uh, a lot of good advice in there. One, one key piece of advice that I'd like to give a little, a little free sample is, uh, don't ask people for advice. Don't go around looking for advice. Uh, oh, stuff wow. like that. Yeah, I've, I've been um, I've been working on a, a self-help book all my life. I just didn't know it, and now I'm writing it. So, good luck, everybody, if you think you can handle it and the prosperity it will bring you when you buy my book eventually when I make it, which I'm making at the moment. 
Uh, but yeah, you know, enough, enough about me. Uh, what's what's going on with you? Uh, how's your uh, energy snakes going? <laughs> uh, energy energy snakes are a real base level thing. Don't think about it. It's like getting worried about the pixels in a video game or anything. You know, don't okay, get well, up on it. honestly, when you first uh, I first learned about the energy snakes from you, and when I when I I mean I was trying to come to terms with it, understand what you meant by the energy snakes. Because at first I thought yeah. you meant chakras, then I thought you meant um, yeah, yeah. That, Similar, similar. It all ties in, yeah. Well, I honestly thought chakras first, but then I thought yep. maybe he meant energy snakes by, like, the Illuminati make you think about all these things that are happening, and they're, like, soaking your energy. They're the energy snakes. They're soaking your time and your, uh, you know, mm-hmm. thinking about mm-hmm. other things. I think that. Um, that's what I thought. I mean, it was just, like, I, I thought it was such a, an awesome name, actually, the energy snakes. Yeah, there were some problems. Uh, I'd just like to make two points here. There was one uh, one thing I want to say is, like, it's not just about the snake and the reptile. You know, uh, you go through a lot of stages. There's also a lot of aspects to look at, like the digital insectoids. You've got the fish people from Sirius. You know, we've got rat DNA in us, chimp DNA, pig DNA, all these things. You know, the reptile aspect is only one part of a greater picture, so that's why I don't get too caught up on the energy snakes. But uh, I have an interesting story about the, the actual... Song I did a while ago, one of the earlier ones, uh, one of the crappier ones in my opinion. Um, it, the title of it was "Reptile Party" in brackets, energy snakes. And uh, the problem was, uh, someone someone wanted to take it down. The, it got hits by like a hundred and something thousand hits, like you know, in two days, out of nowhere. Wow. And and uh, then I looked at the stats, and it was all coming from like Ukraine and Indonesia. Like little back pockets of Washington, a couple of hits from Washington, you know. Uh, and then I started getting YouTube telling me off. They're going, hey, what are you doing? You're a criminal. You can't spam our account. And I was like, what's going on? And then they're threatening to take down the whole account just because I wanted to talk about the energy snakes. So I don't know. You tell me. Am I paranoid or is, uh, is some shit going well, down? No, I don't, I don't think most people who talk about this kind of stuff are paranoid. But um, yeah, no, I'm not like, paranoid. I, I'm familiar with... Um, reality. Yeah. I've I've watched all those videos on the Daily Mail, the um the videos that you have up, like the reptile party, they're all really catchy. Like seriously, I don't even like rap, but your music is like really catchy. I've been meaning to reverse them all because uh when I listen to I, I hold to the view that most music is weaponized. So when I listen to your yes. music I'm so Correct. I'm so cautious. Yeah. Yes. Uh it you're spot on you're spot on in that it's weaponized, and you're spot on in that my music is fantastic. You're correct on both fronts. Um, <laughs> I've been I've been experimenting with weaponizing it actually, um, and I'm working with Cashlin, who I've worked with in the past. We're, we're doing a whole new project. We're doing a whole new album. Uh, we're doing a whole new thing. We're forming an international coalition, actually, if you're interested. Uh, but that's another story. Uh, yeah, we're doing some weaponization. We've been doing some experimenting. Uh, it's basically it works. I can confirm that. It's kind of like that spikeatronic weapon the CIA has that convinced David Icke to go and talk about reptoids. Uh, I'm pretty sure all that is a bunch of weaponization as well. Uh, but yeah, like I said, don't get too caught up on uh, the reptilian aspect. You know, you know, the well, when it comes to aliens and reptilians, um, I, I spoke to you about this off air that I make orgone and um, the only recipe yeah. I command that actually gets rid of aliens and demons and shadow people and um, destroys UFOs and chemtrails and stuff like that. So, yeah, I'll, I'll yeah. send you some because this is um, 
this is really powerful stuff. I know there's a lot of crap people talk about it online, but I mean, it's real. It works. You don't have to believe it works. It just works. Yeah, yeah. Well, I've been hearing about it. I've been hearing uh, a lot that it does work. Um, as I told you off there, I have I have my own uh, little crystal. I'm not sure if it is all gone. What what color is all gone? Like what black? color is it? Um, is it dark? Oh, we're going. Yes, it's a. It's more of like a brown um, tree trunk type of okay. color. Okay. All right. No, the crystal I have is not all gone. <laughs> oh, the crystal. Are you asking what color the crystal is? It's clear quartz crystal. Yeah. Okay, yeah, clear cool. quartz. All right, and, um, great. No, that sounds good. I, I've heard uh, they can absorb energy from a variety of uh, places. You don't want energy coming up? Yeah, it soaks in the negative energy and changes it into positive energy. Yeah, that sounds good. And um, are you a fan of Aleister Crowley? Uh, I'm aware of him. Okay. Okay, just wondering. Yeah, <laughs> make any I was just wondering if, outside of I was that. Just wondering if you're a fan. Sure. Uh, yeah, yeah. You could, you could say I'm, I'm more, I'm more interested in him than I am like uh, hateful towards him. Is that what you mean? Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm oh, down. Oh yeah, I'm, with, like, with, I'm, with I'm not hateful. Yeah. I'm not hateful towards the guy myself. I'm actually more interested in his works. But uh, you know, he spoke a lot about sex magic. Yeah. And uh, that's that's also we- what I thought. Weaponizing societies and things. Yeah. Yeah. I was just wondering if, like, you know, being Lance Hardcore and uh, having to... I mean, you've, you've gone through the rituals, right? You've, you've had to go through the rituals. A variety of rituals, yeah. I mean, every day is... The, the, the nature of ritualistic is, you know, you kind of constantly meditate. So, constantly. Um, so yeah, anyway, yeah, life. sure, yeah. I got, a, I got a robe, if that's what you're asking. Yeah, so Lance Hardcore has had to sacrifice children off of, uh, by, uh, on an altar? Yeah, more or less. In what way? Well, it's a, it's a metaphor, you know, for, for sacrificing the the little okay. screaming baby ego child that's like, oh, look at me, look at me, and then you, you kill that, and then uh, you, you drink the dimethyltryptamine and adrenaline that comes out of its spine, the base of its uh, neck. And then, okay, and then you get so, special power, and then, uh, and then, uh, then you know, then you just let the let the forces take over, and that's kind of just a big metaphor. And when you talk about DMT, um, have you experienced any type of like Kundalini uh, experience? Uh, sort of, yeah. You know, a couple things. Definitely had a uh, definitely had a variety of takeovers where I got to sit up straight all of a sudden, and my spine just kind of does its own thing. Like some kind of snake that's definitely gone on in the past and continues to go on, whether I want it to or not. That sounds amazing, man. Yeah, you, you got to just go with it, you know. It's it's amazing that you're you're actually on air right now. Um, is there anything you'd like to say to your fans, Lance? Uh, yeah, send, send me an email so I know you exist. Uh, currently, I'm aware of approximately two of you, and uh, one of you is a loudmouth bitch that just complains all the time about everything. So, yeah, if I have more than two fans out there and be willing to contact me and let me know they exist, that would be great. Uh, I'll be yeah. continuing to do what I do, whether you do or not, but uh, yeah, that'd be nice. And do you ever get support from your fans? Do you have, like, a PayPal where you send you money? 
No, not at all. Nobody supports me. I get uh, I get a few likes here and there. I'm lucky, uh, but uh, that's cool. Uh, yeah, I do have PayPal. If anyone wants to send me ten million dollars, I could do with another ten million dollars. Um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's very simple. It's reptileafterbirth at paypal dot com. And uh, if anybody sends me anything, I'd be fucking stunned uh, because you know whatever. Cool. Um, yeah, no, I don't know. I'm 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 not a big fan of uh like fans, you know, in a way because a lot of fans are like I have had a couple of fans in the past be a little nutty and like really try to overinterpret everything I'm saying and doing and really try to like read a hell of a lot into it and I'm just kinda of shaking my head like it's not so far off the mark of anything I was trying to do. I don't know, it's interesting. People just kinda of go their own direction with you know, like they hear a beat and they're like, Oh, I know what you're doing when you made that beat. Okay, enjoy the beat. Yep. Yeah, no, it's going well. Um, I've actually got uh, I've got my number one fan, of course, is Dr. Harvey Weinstein Jr. And that's, you know, like I said, he does discourage me a lot. But, you know, at the end of the day, he is a disgusting pedophile rapist who is a sex tourist in Japan just so he can go and chase little girls. Um, have you ever had any type of um, really massive out of body experience? Uh out of body, yeah. Like I don't know, I've had a lot of these things just you know, it's kinda like uh you're kinda like asking me, Hey, have you ever had like an orange juice experience or like have you ever had a car based experience? Like a lot of these things are I have had some very similar things or you know, a lot goes on, and a lot of it's beyond language. It's actually going to be a chapter in uh, one of my new upcoming book chapters of my self-help motivational guru book about how some things are beyond language. Uh, and if you can get your head around that idea that that language and thought, even the, the language that you think in, is incredibly limiting. And if you can figure out ways to get around that and outside of that and sort of tap into that 90% subconscious, unconscious iceberg in your brain, yeah, you'll figure out a lot of stuff and you'll start generating all the reality. Okay. I'm hearing you. I don't worry too much about the the Illuminati, if that's what they're asking. I'm not, I'm not too concerned about that. I'd rather just focus on positive things, you know, and uh, just do my own thing. It's like, when you're, it's like when you're chasing girls, you know. A lot of people chase a lot of girls around, like, oh, I've got to get the girls, I've got to chase women, how do I get the girls? They spend so much time focused on that, they forget to just like do their own thing, and they forgot that that's what's actually attractive to girls, is that you're not desperately chasing girls. So uh, I don't want to desperately chase the fucking UFOs or whatever. I'm just doing my own thing. You know, I think you make mention of that in your music. You're always, you, you, like you were saying, like, what is truth? You know, you're, like, you're just a schmuck, uh, you know, you don't know anything, and that, uh, you know, you'll end up just chasing it over and over. Didn't you said that? Yeah, well, it's kind of infinite loops. I mean, these things are fascinating. You can spend 20 years, 30 years going down all sorts of rabbit holes, and you can uh, write a couple of theses and whatever, but, you know, uh, it never ends, basically. Uh, it's an infinite spiral of, like, worrying about all this external stuff that might not even exist. Uh, for example, it's going to be the uh, one of the chapters in my upcoming self-help motivational guru book uh, where you can basically... Uh, <laughs> I don't know. See, the whole thing is you don't need anyone's permission. You don't. You don't need to ask. You don't need to like. You don't need a record company, or you don't need a fan. 
fan base, so you don't need like girls to try to impress or anything. You can just make some art if you want, basically. It's really simple. I'm sick of hearing everyone's excuses. It doesn't have to be good art, by the way. Just make some art and release it. I'm starting like three different threads at a time here. What's going on? What am I? What are we talking about? You got a you got a guy being here. I'm I'm just rambling. Um, I'm concerned about my friend Dr. Harvey. You know, he he's really quite a racist. Would you like to hear one of these racist jokes? It's not it's not. Yeah. I mean, it's offensive. It's to illustrate that he is. I'm not saying a racist joke for fun. I'm, t- I'm trying to illustrate that he is a racist. So his joke is yeah. he says to me, uh, "Why do they call it the NBA? Why do they call it NBA?" I don't know, Dr. Harvey Weinstein Jr., why don't you tell me why they call it the NBA? And he says, nothing but Africans. And, like, uh, that's kind of his attitude, you know? He's, like, living 50 years ago. He's not a good guy. He's a good dancer, though. That's the problem. He's a good dancer. He's a massive racist, but he's a good dancer. I'm really torn. (laughs) You know, he seems like a really interesting character. Um, In that video, Kenneth complains. I mean, he was just totally after that girl, right in her face, you know? Yeah. And that is a real story. That is a true story based on a, uh, a blonde South African supermodel teenager I will not name. But, uh, yeah, that, that is all true. See, Dr. Harvey Weinstein Jr. is not playing a character. He really is a quarter Jewish weirdo manager type that does that and collects 10%. Oh, I thought he was also a lawyer. Yeah, he is. He's a, he's a, okay. he's a quarter Jewish lawyer manager, hype man. Okay. Dance instructor. He's not an instructor, you know. I've I've read the Fountainhead. I don't need an instructor to know how to dance, but uh, you know, he, he's pretty good. I haven't actually read the Fountainhead. I've read the the line in it, the, the start, okay. like the first chapter or whatever, where the the guy's like, ah, I want to I want to make uh, architecture. I want to do it my way. And the guy's like, no, you got to do it our way. You can do it the classic way. You got to do it a trained way. And he's like, what? No, I don't want to be programmed. Get stuff. I'm gonna make my own architecture. You guys are crazy. Why would I ask your opinion on how to do architecture? So there you go, the Fountainhead. Uh, check it out if you want to know what the author was fantasizing as an Ubermensch to come and take her off into a spaceship and breed with her. Go and check out the Fountainhead. I'll give it eight out of ten for that line I read, and then didn't read the rest. What else could you say about your quarter Jewish manager and lawyer? Uh, uh, I don't know. He's been, yeah. I I I don't want to. I don't want to get incriminated. Basically, in his stuff, like he's. I don't know. He's telling me the other day, like he, he's in Japan at the moment, so he's a sex tourist in Japan because he likes their lenient laws about how you can kind of dress up as a schoolgirl and kind of get a little touchy, and they say no, no, stop, and then that's kind of all cool. You know, yeah. what they do Japan. So he goes over there and he's telling me. The other night, he's like, yeah, you know, I've, I've, done the, I've done the prostitute thing, I've done the strip clubs, I've done the, the special club where they take a dump on your chest over a piece of uh, plastic, you know, I've done all the Japanese stuff. I've been to the place where you go and lie on an oily life raft and like three girls jump on you and give you a hand job or whatever. He said, I, I took it to the next level the other day. I went to a pedophile rape club. And I was like, God, oh, dude, don't, don't tell me this stuff, man. I don't want to know. I don't know. This sounds rotten, man. He's like, no, 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 it's good. It's good news. Uh, the good news is I'm not a rapist, uh, but I'm definitely a pedophile. You know, I wasn't turned on by the aspect where you had to attack the girl, but I liked that she was dressed up as really young. <laughs> like, uh, I hope you're joking. I don't know. He likes Japan a little bit too much. He's been there like 100 times. It's kind of creepy. 
But uh, he assures me that these these pedophile rape clubs are all simulated, and that like businessmen go there when they're drunk to attack a 29-year-old Japanese woman who's pretending to be a high school girl or whatever. And she just lies there and says no a bunch. And then he says, hey, are you okay? Uh, should I stop? And she's like, what? Why are you stopping? What's, what's the problem? <laughs> uh, it's kind of leading into sex dolls too, you know, like these plastic sex dolls coming out of Japan and America and stuff. And that's all getting a bit weird. Like I know people who are interested in having sex with a piece of plastic more than they are a real woman. Well, they're supposed to be made with, like, some form of really skim-like uh, silicone or something, I mean. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, uh, there's another thing that's incredibly skin-like. Uh, it's called skin that you could, you know, on a, on a real woman, you could go do that, maybe. Yeah. Yeah, but, uh, you know, people... Uh, they don't want to go out and meet women. They don't want to go out and meet men. I mean, they have fake build. I mean, they have these fake vaginas. I mean, people don't want to have a real. I get it. Yeah, I get people it. Well, people, people like to touch themselves, and people like to touch themselves into a, a piece of apparatus. It's fine, but you know, exactly. <laughs> it's a bit. People don't it's, it's uh, bit. want communication anymore. There's a lot of people that. Um, isn't it true that? I mean, I'm not. I'm not entirely positive this is true, but I've heard that the Japanese. Um, their numbers are shrinking. They're not really having children like they uh, used to, and um, the men are they're like closing themselves into their own little world and not really going out to be girls. And you know, I think I, I'm not sure, but like they they have they export so many of these like these unholes uh, and these these sex toys like that. I mean, it's, I, I think it's fascinating, but I also think it's you know obviously really it's, I, I think it's wrong. Uh, yeah, Japan has the highest suicide rate in the world. Uh, it's the suicide capital of the planet. Uh, everyone's miserable. Everyone is massively racist on an institutional level to their core. Uh, it's all about your blood type and your standing, and they got all this social crap about how like, the the nail that stands up must be hammered back down. Uh, you know, everything's got to conform, and like everyone's really frustrated and takes it out in weird sexual ways that are all antisocial. And, yeah, it's pretty messy. Uh, I'm not crazy about Japan. I don't really understand when my 12-year-olds get obsessed with it and love it. They've never been there and had to deal with it. They don't even have a military. We haven't let them have a military for 50 years. You know, maybe have a think about why that might be. Because they were once the Nazis of the planet, maybe. I don't know. I love Japan. They're great. But, you know, let's, let's talk honestly about it. what's really going on. What's really going on is they're massive racists who isolate themselves on an island and they hate you when you go there. Not them. I think it would be cool to get Oregon in Japan. I don't know any people from Japan, so. I'm, yeah, I well, the doubt. problem is, though, if uh, if you put Oregon in Japan, uh, all their demon spirits and water spirits at their temples are going to go away, and then they'll lose all their spiritual powers, uh, as I understand it. Is that correct? They have, um, or are they, in, no, they're into the animism. What what goes on in Japan? I don't know. I'm, I'm ignorant. I'm just rambling out of place here. What, what do they do? They have uh, shrines for... Oh. Yeah, Giant I know. Fish that cause earthquakes, is that it? Yeah, I know that they have a lot of shrines for all these different types of spirits. And I was thinking about that because, um, you know, since this order is going to get rid of all sorts of demonic spirits and everything negative, I mean, if there's anything negative that was doing positive things but still, um, you know, in some form or way negative, I mean, it would get rid of them. I wonder if 
there's, there's been no talk at all from anyone in Japan, as far as mm. I'm concerned, that, that they're getting Shiri Shriner style orgone. But I, I do okay. know someone that's living there, and I, I could, like, ask her if I could send her some. That would be... Hmm. Yeah, well, that'd be interesting. Um, what? So, how does how does this all going work? You, uh, where where can you? What's the what's the kind of stuff we're talking about here? We're talking about any kind of ghost, demon, okay, yeah. bad juju, that kind of stuff. Actual yeah, exactly. I mean, in the space. What what does it repel? It repels anything that would want to harm you. That that lives in a different type of dimension. I mean, it could be interdimensional or it's spiritual. Like you know, some sort those of little those little black ones, the little black sperm things that shadow people. You. Yeah, shadow people, goblins. Um, I mean, I'm not even sure if fairies are like negative beings, but anything that would would want to. Oh uh, yeah, the, the little <laughs> yeah, the little <laughs> yeah. mischievous ones maybe. The, the little tricksters. They're often uh, uh, don't have the best intention at heart. Exactly, like little tricksters. I don't think that they would they would appreciate the orgone. <laughs> yeah, all right, cool. Uh yeah, well I've uh I've I've heard a lot of stories about orgone in the past, but I absolutely would love to try something for real. Uh, and uh yeah, and see how it goes. I'm I'm pretty interested. You're linked up with these people, um at the Unbelievable Podcast. And, and they really, I mean, I've listened to one podcast they were talking about, like, aliens and cryptids fighting each other. Yes. And I, th- I thought it was really funny, but um, is, is um, Dr. Harvey Weinstein Jr., is he on that show? No, 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 he's unrelated to that show. He's not familiar with that show. Um, I have an independent love for that show, uh, the Unbelievable Podcast. Very funny. Couple of seasons yeah. in now, and like they, they're really like on the surface, it looks like they're just kind of joking around and reading off alien abduction stories in a funny voice with some saxophone music in the background playing, you know, like mocking them. Wow. But it turns out that um, if you really pay attention, they're kind of like an encyclopedia of aliens and conspiracies and things like that. And it's really good to see all these young generations of people who have this really in depth knowledge to the point where they can make comedy podcasts about like 138 yeah. different races of aliens and then put them in a tournament. So, uh, yeah, it's pretty cool if you if you get into that sort of vibe. Uh, at first, I thought they were very joking and dismissive, but then I realized that knowledge must actually be pretty deep for people who just want to joke around about this stuff. I should email them to have them talk about this kind of orgone, because... Uh, yeah, they would love this... to talk to you about orgone. I guarantee it. Okay, awesome. Yeah, tell them I, tell them I sent you. Okay. <laughs> um... I wonder if they would also like to talk about reverse speech. Do you think they'd be into that, too? Yeah, for sure. I'm curious to hear about that, too. I've, I've dabbled in it in the past, and as I said, I, I've been experimenting with weaponizing music, but uh, I'd love to hear your thoughts on it. And as you said, you've, you've reversed some of my stuff, uh, and certain things have come out. I'd, I'd be curious to hear how that went. So what what have you done in the past in relation to reverse speech? Uh, well, I've... I've listened, of course, to all the uh, all the stuff available on the you know your YouTube and uh, the internet where they like take the Britney Spears stuff or Led Zeppelin or whatever, and they do all that reversing. But uh, I've also experimented myself with uh, in sort of putting certain things into the music, certain frequencies or certain spells, if you will, uh, certain kind of dynamics into stuff like that. It's good. It's fine. That's good. 
Well, um, through my research into reverse feeds, what I found is that, um, you know, even conversations like this, anything that you you were holding back in your mind, um, mm. everything, your emotions, your thoughts, your feelings, they're being made manifest through the words that you're choosing to speak forward. And when you reverse these words, um, anything that you weren't meaning to say or that you were concealing usually is more often than not going to be heard in reverse. It's like your subconscious speaking back the words okay. that you didn't say. Something like that, you know? And it's Yeah, yeah. There's, there's also potential for you to hear yourself speak about an event that will happen in the future that yep. you at that time would not have known was going to happen. Yes. <laughs> so that makes I, yeah, it's it's amazing. And I I have two accounts of that, but um, Yeah, it sounds like it's part of the echo chamber, like if something's coming back at you through some kind of <laughs> some kind of chamber, you know, it makes sense that it would come at you in reverse if it's coming from the future because it's already happened. A little bit, yeah. And so, yeah, through weaponizing music, I mean, you're able to put in subliminals and uh, program people into thinking or believing things that uh, they otherwise wouldn't, you know. Yeah, that's right. But that's uh, it's not necessarily like an evil that you have to fight. I think that's just people giving away their willpower. Uh, every one of us can make the decision to turn off the radio and not turn on the TV and not absorb all those frequencies and not pay attention to all this stuff and make your own music or enjoy local live music from real instruments or whatever, you know. There's nothing stopping everybody. They're just choosing to be brain dead, essentially. I, I, I agree to a point, but when it comes to free will and um, stuff like that, I mean, I I, uh, I don't really, like, I don't think there really is a, a, an actual free will that we have. I believe that we um, we have choices in our lives that we're supposed to make, and they're they're pre-wired onto the set path that we have to fulfill and that even though we have different choices to make in this world, um, they're only according to limited parameters that we were, that were selected for us to make. Mm. Okay, so that's, this is what I believe. So, I mean, ever since I started reversing stuff, I've actually stopped listening to a lot of my favorite songs because uh, unless yeah. I reverse them, and, and I know what I'm doing. <laughs> nice. So, so, like, after I listen to one of your songs, I have the reverse version just to listen to that, you know. It makes it nice, more enjoyable. Nice. You know, yeah. You've got a second song to listen to. Cool. No, I like it because while I was making a couple of beats, uh, a lot of stuff ended up backwards as well. A lot of um, little drums or noises I would often reverse or... Um, yeah, there's one or two tech, uh, text, one or two audio lines that were definitely reversed in there. So when you listen to them in reverse, you'll be getting the actual forward version of them. Really? Okay. Yeah, there's one or two spots. It's not. It's not. Uh, it's not insidious or anything. I'm just thinking back to one or two spots you might have picked up. But no, it's interesting um, how it just kind of comes out like that. Yeah. Have you ever, um, oh, hold on, hold on. Okay. How long does it usually take 
to make, like, one of the videos that, you know, like, with that animation style, I mean, is it is it fairly easy to come up with something like that, the way that, the way that you uh, do and, and animate it all? Yeah, yes and no. You know, I got a million ideas. I'm kind of working on all have things that are half written all the time. Some stuff is going on for years, and then other times I just like instantly just go to the paper and write down and make it. Um, if you want to see a good example of the contrast of what you're talking about, go on. Watch yeah, more like. Anime. Well, there's, there's two like, I did. Re- uh, the most recent work I did one called Benign Bible Stories. It goes for seven minutes, and it took me several months to do, and it was really, really painstaking. Uh, wow. And then physically to draw basically and then uh to kind of cleanse the palette i went and did this one piece in new york which is only it's under two minutes but it took me like one afternoon like one hour or two hours to do the whole thing because i was kind of i felt so streamlined from having done the seven minute one and so yeah it's hard to say you know sometimes it, it takes like one second to just knock these things out and other times it can take months or even years to even kind of form yeah. i'm still working on but yeah i don't know it just kind of comes out that's amazing. Yeah, because once it's finally done and it's like a masterpiece, you look back and, and it's like, this took hours to months to make, you know? It's amazing. Uh, I, just, I just look back and I uh, look at like that one little line I didn't fill in properly or something. I'm like, yeah, I probably should go back and fix that. Uh, and then I realize I don't care because it's done. Yeah. It's kind of like, like, like if you've been eating a lot of coding for a few weeks. And then you, you get so constipated that you just have to take one giant dump and it's gone and you're like, oh, you feel a bit empty for a couple of days. Kind of like that if you do a big animation. Yeah. Oh, Lance, um, your mic is kind of getting heavy again. Oh, right. Sorry. I was getting a little aroused. I keep talking closer and closer into it. I had my okay. lips up against it at one point. Yeah. Sorry. I'll chill out. Uh, yeah, you know, when, when I talk about lizards and animation and shit, it kind of gets me going. Uh, <laughs> but uh, it's interesting, like I was saying, this stuff is kind of a, a bit of a spiral. Uh, sometimes I think it's all just external nothing and it just goes away if you focus positively. I mean, it doesn't go away. But, you know, it's not part of your existence. You just focus positively. Go and do your thing. You know, you'll be motivated. You don't have to motivate yourself or like find motivation. You just be motivated and just go and do it. So do you uh, actually prob- make... Yeah, sorry. No, you can go on. Uh, no, I was just going to say, the, the problem is though, like, everyone wants to kind of fight the man and bring down the man, but if you if you study all these things, you'll find that you basically you become the man every time you, you rebel against something, you essentially become it. I think if you're aware of that fact, uh, you can kind of sidestep the whole man. Are you saying saying that the more aware you become of these things in relation to the New World Order, the less you feel you want to do uh, the YouTube stuff? Uh, No. uh, No, just, you know, I just, I got a a $10 million contract with some reptilians. I got a fulfill. Okay, okay. If there's anything they want me to do, I'm going to do them. I'm not mucking around. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, it's it's not actual reptiles, you know, not physical lizards. I'm not insane. It's it's just the the DNA has been activated. So you can go through. Uh-huh. Uh, 
about six months ago, I went through an insectoid DNA phase, and I kept getting, as I was upgrading, I kept doing all this Tai Chi and kept doing all these like little um, praying mantis kind of moves out of nowhere. I didn't know why I was doing it. You know, it was like insectoid DNA being activated. And what was happening also was I was being visited by a variety of insects, mostly the praying mantis. I've never been visited by praying mantises ever. Praying mantids, praying manti. Uh-huh. I yeah, I know what you're uh, talking about. And then suddenly I got like I got like four in one week. Four of them came to visit me. Once at night, landed on my hair. One came to my bedroom window. You know, they just fly up out of nowhere and land on my hand as I'm like resonating insect DNA, you know? So no, there's a variety of animals. Like yeah. people have cat DNA, you know? Cat DNA is very dominant. Feline. Have you ever been to Godlike Productions? Because that's a really good site. That sounds familiar. What what goes on over there? That sounds like uh, I've heard of that. It's a conspiracy site. You can talk about UFOs, anything there. I mean, it's a free-for-all. Yeah. I mean, there's, some threads, that are just, there's some threads that are just really stupid. Um, but, I mean, it can be about anything, really. Yeah, cool. Um. I don't know. I'm a bit bit careful of the internet sometimes these days. Uh, I think it's kind of like how I said to turn off the radio and turn off the TV. Sometimes I think you've got to turn off the internet because all you're doing yeah. is getting a bunch of external opinions from a bunch of idiots you don't respect. Uh, and, That's you know, in, in my self-help motivational guru line of work, I often find that it's helpful to be around positive people that you want to be more like rather than like negative or mediocre people. And the internet's full yeah. of negative and mediocre people, so be careful. Uh, would you be comfortable stating your age for an audience, Lance Hardcore? Yes, I'm 32 years old and live with my parents. Okay, so your record label wasn't wasn't a lie. Uh, yeah, yeah, no, I've got uh, I've got the 10 million dollar contract. You know, I just I just choose to live with my parents. Okay. Yeah, that's a smart thing to do. I mean, why not? You know, yeah, you I've, I've never been a big fan of, uh, of you know, oh. leaving the basement, so why? No bother. Okay, so you have a $10 million contract, but you don't actually have $10 million yet, right? Yeah, well, what happened was I made the contract, I made the agreement, $10 million, no problem, but uh, I got tricked, obviously, as you always do. I traveled to the control room where I was meeting with the reptiles and the serious fish people and the doctor. And they were saying to me, it's no problem, we'll give you we'll give you the contract, but because you've come here and you've been exposed to this world and you, you've got a certain level of understanding now, we're going to put you back down in the world, but it's going to be a slightly different world because you'll be back in a more, uh, basically the future, I traveled to the future essentially. I went, it's not Futurama, it's nothing like Futurama, okay, but basically I went about a thousand years into the future and uh, I got my $10 million contract and they were all cool with it, but it turns out that the inflation rate had made $10 million worth like $8. And so I was just into this servitude of having to do like elevator voiceovers, you know, stuff like that, uh, Doritos commercials. It was not a good contract. So uh, I traveled back, I came back, and now I live with my parents. I'm sort of, so I'm still interested in having the $10 million contracts and things like that. It still happens, it's still going on, but. I'm focused more on the real world, uh, real world, actual ten million dollars I can use, not that inflation yeah. page. Um, so then you're thirty two, so at what age did you finally become acquainted with um aliens and the new world order? 
Uh, well, it's hard to say because uh, I got a lot of stuff that's happened throughout my life, like symbols of a theater I've drawn certain things, I've had certain visions, or whatever. And then, like years later, I've learned what they meant or understood them or connected them into another. Okay, so are you saying like of some of your experience. so some of your family is like Masons? They're they're Freemasons. Uh, yeah, there's a couple of spiders on a couple of shoulders, you know, a couple of uh, a couple of widow's sons, all that kind of stuff does go on. Um, but I'm talking more about uh, personally with, uh, for example, things like dragons. You know, you got the, the story of the red dragon. Maybe uh, there's another dragon that lives inside of the earth, the silver dragon. Once every year, he awakens and he spies out one person and eats their soul. You know, I've had a lot of interesting experiences. I've met, I've met insectoids. Uh, I've met some of those black uh, sperm energy snake hive mind creatures. A lot of this is hive mind. That's the thing uh, a lot of sort of normal, straightforward thinking people can't get their heads around is that they're like, why would the uh, alien do this? Or why would a blah blah do that? They don't. They can't comprehend that something is a digital, non-physical being that is made up of a hive in another dimension. Like you. The human brain has been designed to not be able to compute that, essentially. Yeah. So uh, I've broken my brain open, and I can process all that stuff, no problem. I can see what's going on and, and make some interesting <laughs> things happen with uh, a lot of alien downloads. I can download, I download instructions, in a, you know, like a digital kind of thing at night. It's weird. Okay. But it works. It's a good system. Uh, smoke is important too. You know that smoke is a, is it like a channel for these entities? It's all about oxygen. A lot of them can't have oxygen. They can't exist in the oxygen world, and we exist physically as like a fungus membrane thing here in an oxygen so, realm. Okay, so if so they like, can't exist in the oxygen realm, maybe orgone has something to do with that. It takes away their capacity to breathe or something. Probably, yeah. I mean, it does. It's supposed to make them choke. They choke when they're around orgone. They can't breathe. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't know that about smoke. Huh. And I mean, it makes sense because whenever you're supposed to do a type of ritual, you have, a, yep. you, have some, you have something burning. For sure. Uh, I've spent a lot of time in Taiwan, you know, a lot of, uh, a lot of the temples there. Uh, it's all about the incense stick and what you do with the incense sticks. And you point them out towards the sky and you point them out towards this giant gold dragon and you point them out to this rainbow phoenix creature and you do this and that and this and that and it's all that. Smoke and um, yeah, so creatures coming through the smoke, or uh, if you're doing yeah any sort of ritual, um, or even smoking itself, smoking a cigarette or something, you, maybe that lack of oxygen in the body is doing something and allowing those spirits in temporarily. Uh, much like this is all maybe, okay, think what you want to think, but uh, allegedly, uh, you know, alcohol is a spirit. It's called a spirit because when you drink enough of it, another spirit can kind of come into you. Uh, so, yeah, smoke's kind of like that. Also, the thing with smoke is uh, it's kind of like any decent crime. It vanishes. It's gone. There's no trace. There's no smoke. No, no body, no crimes, that sort of thing. I like smoke for that aspect of it. Yeah, I understand what you're saying. I actually like smoke, too. I mean, I like sage. I mean, that that sort of counts. So, 
stage. Yeah, that's one. Uh, I've heard both sides of that. I've heard that some people absolutely recommend it. They say you have to be burning sage all the time for cleansing a house or whatever, protection. And then the other side of it is uh, people say, hey, if you're burning sage, you're inviting demons into your house. I knew a chick once. I still know her. Uh, <laughs> she, she had a, one wow. of those little crystals on the window. You know, the sunlight hits the crystal and like little rainbow dots come out. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. This chick put one of those in her window, and her mother saw a rainbow coming in the room and screamed at her and said, don't, don't do that. Oh, no, it's too late. You've manifested demons into the house. Now there's demons because you put a crystal in the window. And, uh, yeah, so there you go. Light refraction causes demons, and it took six months to clear out the demons, allegedly. Well, my so, friend yeah. Dave, uh, he has a podcast on Shoot called Out of Darkness and Into the Light. And okay. um, he... He makes mention that burning sage uh, produces positive ions. Nice. Oh, 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 or is it? Shoot, I think it's actually they they produce negative ions. Yeah, it's actually they produce negative ions and they're good for you. So actually, burning mm-hmm. sage is like, well, yeah, beneficial and healthy. And that oh, um, we work we work better under negative ions. Um, but I have a, as, like, an air ionizer in my room here. Sometimes put oh. positive ions into the air. Allegedly, uh, I, I like it. I think it's good. I had one in the car once. Uh, my cat. Once I was moving house, my cat peed in my car. And uh, uh-huh. I don't know if you ever had a cat pee in a car in the middle of summer, but it's not very pleasant for the rest of that car's life. Uh, <laughs> but I once I put in a little like two dollar ionizer thing in the in the cigarette lighter, a little gadget, and then suddenly the cat pee was gone. And then when I took away the ionizer again, the cat pee smell came back. It's very freaky. Yeah, Dave actually recommends one of those, like a $300 um, room version. Mm, mm, yeah, I'm a big fan of them. And also, uh, like the one I've got is just more of an air filter style, but it has an ionizing feature. And it also air conditions the room. It makes the room really cold because it's constantly fanning it through and giving you fresh cleaning. It's good. I highly recommend air ionization where possible. And uh, if you want to burn sage, go for it. Sounds like a good idea. So where you live, um, are there a lot of chemtrails sprayed? Uh, yeah, the chemtrails is an interesting one because it's been going on a long time uh, and the, there is a bit of disinformation out there and it's quite confusing, but the only thing you really need to understand is that the main reason they have to pepper the atmosphere with these heavy metals and, and grids and things basically across the whole planet is for my hair to maintain this amazing shape. I know it might seem a little convoluted, but uh, it is really important because I've got amazing hair. Okay, so you've got amazing top. hair that changes shape? Uh, yeah, it changes shape like in the wind in slow motion. It's you're been a process for the shampoo commercial. You're talking about your hair? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's what I thought I heard. So. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I may have mentioned I don't have a lot of fans, like <laughs> musically or artistically, but I do have a couple of fans in my hair. There are a lot of mostly men in their 30s interested in me purely because of my hair. Also, one time I got uh, I got some YouTube argument with the guy from that movie Signs. Is that the movie Signs with uh, Mel Gibson? Yeah. The guy who plays like the army commander, the military guy, the actor. He's got his own YouTube channel where he, he talks about you've got to buy his uh, tinfoil hats that he makes or something, uh, as if somehow the aliens know don't know how to get through your tinfoil hat technology. 
And uh, he's like, hello, I'm the guy from that movie. And he goes and he argues with people on the internet. He spends his days just trolling comments and things and trying to sell alien hats. It's really weird. Really? Wow. He complained I was, I was taking the whole thing too lightly when I joked about Jews and aliens and abductions. <laughs> I even joke about Jews. He just, he's like, yeah, how dare you say that word? And I was like, what? It was a topic on a show we were talking about. Relax, man. So you've seen the movie Signs before, right? Yep. You know that it wasn't book particularly memorable, that, though, but yeah. You know that book that that, that boy had? Um, that one about... It, it told you everything about the aliens, and that's where you found out they were hostile. You know if that's an actual book? Okay. Uh, I don't know. Let me, let me type that into... Uh, oh, boy. It's, what it's, I thought was... It's part of the movie. Yeah, it's, it's part of the movie where the son was learning about aliens. That's where he says, you know, they're hostile. And like the book had like an egg like, like, like a, a vampire. What? Like a like a vampire was it? They're burning in the sun. A vampire burning in the sun? No, I don't. Is that what you were saying? So I'm typing into Google here. Signs book. I'm not getting a lot of useful things. I don't remember the movie. I got a problem with movies uh, in that I know that they're casting a spell on my brain if I watch them. So. My body has a built-in protection mechanism where I fall asleep in the first 10 minutes of every movie so I don't get affected. Okay. But yeah, I, I like to try to watch movies. It's just not always work out. Anyway, so sorry, what, what was the point um, you were making about the hostile alien? Making a... Making what? About the hostile aliens. Oh, what was uh, the point about what was the point about pointing that out? The hostile alien? Uh, I don't know. You were saying in signs something happened with the book. Oh yeah. Oh, I was just wondering if that was a real book. Oh, okay. Well, that's yeah. what I was trying to look up. I don't know. Um, I don't remember the book. Maybe if I have to type. Yeah, in yeah I mean, signs the movie book. Yeah. I mean, I guess. I mean, I'm actually I'm out for a walk. I I'm not by the computer anymore, but. Uh, I'm, look, I'm actually I'm looking up at the night sky, looking at all these yeah. little stars. Cool. Uh, yeah, have you ever heard the theory that uh, these stars externally, uh, each one is merely just like one of your neurons? It's all just part of the projection for you? Yeah, actually, one of my friends told me about that the other day. She pointed yeah, out how uh, our brain is like... Uh, Equivalent, I mean, it looks nearly like a galaxy on your own and stuff like that. Cool. Was that the, the mothership coming to get you? No, that's the traffic. Uh, no, no, it wasn't the rapture. Okay, it was just the truck coming Um, I'm going to make my own uh, alien death cult, you know, some kind of UFO uh, compound eventually. I'm just not sure how to go about it because... I kind of want to just do the direct route, you know, just make it, just make a compound and a cult. Uh, but I kind of have this hankering to go the evangelical, charismatic Christian preacher route, right, for a couple of years, kind of like ICP did, you know, and just gather up like a flock of people and then at the last minute switch it up on them and be like, all right, everyone, let's go to the compound, by the way. It's aliens. Kind of my plan for the next five years, if anyone's interested in joining the cult. You know, it's, it's so weird when I have a conversation with people about aliens, 
and it's like, I don't expect anything good from them. Do you expect anything good from aliens? Yeah, of course. Uh, yeah, it's, um, I don't really like to talk about it because so many people have their own ideas about the word aliens and what it means, and they don't really understand much like the word God or anything. They don't really know what's going on. They're just using that word to associate some compartmentalized thought that they've blocked in from there. Uh, but uh, yeah, you gotta you gotta think about aliens like I was saying about maybe they're dead. Maybe the hive mind is how they communicate. Maybe they have always existed, and uh, maybe they exist on some kind of sub microscopic level. You know, there's a million and one different configurations, and a lot of them, as I was saying, cannot be calculated by our brains, by our perceptions at the moment. So don't get too caught up on thinking you know everything about aliens. You know, it's like the old people get uh, stuck on, hey, UFOs, man, do you believe in UFOs? You're like, what, do I believe that at one point something was flying and some people couldn't identify it? Yes, I believe that's possible. I don't know. I've been having a lot of problems recently. I've been experiencing that people are a bit silly. People are a bit small-minded, and I see how easy they are to manipulate with weaponized music. Yeah, I understand what you're saying. That's why whenever I'm, I'm brought up with that question, if there are good aliens, if someone asks me, I, I always say that um, as long as you can withstand the organ, I would consider it a good alien. Cause, yeah, also, um, I, I think a lot of it is, you know, uh, like sort of aspects of DNA and stuff like that getting activated. So it's not necessarily like, hey, you're a physical alien. Here, you, grew a, you grew a tentacle. There's some proof. It's not exactly like that. And so there's aspects to people that can come in there. Except uh, that Hillary Clinton, you think she's a full-time witch? Do you think she is openly reptilian 24-7? No, she's got, you know, she's got other stuff she does. She walks around well, in full-time while she's not letting herself look in her eyes. I've heard the real Hillary Clinton's been dead for years. What we have here is a clone and yeah. different uh, robot, robotic versions of her. But it's not, a, not the real Hillary Clinton at all. That would make a lot of sense. I mean, uh, yeah, uh, she, she's definitely going to be Earth President. I'm not apologizing for making that statement. Yeah, I, I think that's too. I think that obviously yeah, we're primed with Obama, and then, um, yeah. you know, on Obama, Obama was the last American president, and now we get the president next. Yeah, I know. This, uh, is, this is all sick, though. This is all sick, toxic, twisted stuff to, like, you know, when people focus so much on Hillary or focus so much on the worrying about how the CIA controls Star Wars and Disney and all this kind of stuff. Like, you know, how much do you want to worry? People are silly in the sense that George Bush Sr. was the head of the CIA and, like, everyone just kind of accepted that and moved on with their lives. But did anyone stop to actually think about that? Anyway, I don't know. Don't worry too much about these external things, you know. They're, They're just projections, much like the stars may just be projections in the night sky or stuff in your brain, maybe these external... Oh, I have a how, much you want, how much you want to worry about, you know? Um, are you familiar with the idea that Saturn is controlling everybody's thoughts and emotions, something like that? Are you familiar with this, uh, this, this idea? Yes, very much so. Okay, could you speak on that? Uh, yeah, well, uh, it's tied into a lot of things, uh, Saturn and the cube, apparently. Um, like, for example, your world religions, uh, 
that symbol uh, essentially the the fattened cube, like you got the the Muslims with their their Mecca and their giant black alien cube that they go and worship, uh, which is literally a giant black cube. And then uh, you've got the Christian cross, which could be argued that if you fold that up, it becomes a cube. Uh, you've got the Star of David, the two triangles intersecting. You could argue that uh, that is, if you spin that, it is a three-dimensional representation of a cube spinning inside without the points. Um, there's a lot of cube stuff, you know. Uh, <laughs> the Dell logo, when you see those E on the side, you know, Enron, all these E logos on the side, they're kind of a uh, reference to the cube, and the cube is the black cube of Saturn. Yeah. Uh, except, uh, except, uh, the idea, there's a lot of ideas about, like, Origins or watches or whatever coming from Saturn, and they're like a like a ghost planet, you know. It's got all these spirits, or they came from Venus and they're made of fire, and all these stories. But uh, yeah, where it gets interesting is the the Jews with the the cube. They got the cube, the black cube they put on their forehead and certain things. You know, they got the the yarmulke, the kippur, if you will, on the, the back of the head, but on the front sometimes they have a cube, a black yeah. cube. So these, yeah, these black cubes are everywhere. It's crazy. I've heard that it also has something to do with the red, the colors red and blue and sine wave and how we're all trapped in sin or sign. And, um, okay, yep, yep, that makes sense. We have to, we have to escape this uh, holographic matrix of some sort. We're all 666 carbon flesh uh, bodies. Something like that. Yeah, yeah, all that stuff. Uh, you know, everyone can uh, look that up anytime. Um, it's all good. We're, we're, I think there's a lot to that too. We're very, very like sound based, and have to, have to think about vibration a lot because a lot of stuff is resonance. And obviously, physical matter isn't actually physical in the sense that nothing ever touches it through the sports field and empty space. So yeah, a lot of stuff to do with resonance, and it's not a simple matter of just saying vibration and frequencies, but actually go and look that up and spend a lifetime going figuring out what that means. Uh, you can start getting into it. So, so what does 666 mean to you? Um, I don't have any direct, like, hateful, toxic opinion about the idea, but um, I would understand it. I know that Tesla was into it. I thought it had some pretty powerful stuff to it. Um, well, actually, there is, uh, I should mention something, that um, it's actually not very talked about in the yeah. community of people that know about our orgone. But okay. uh, there is there is a 666 symbol in our orgone. It's, it's not limited to just three. Um, there's about four ingredients in orgone, and three of yeah. them happen to make the the number six so it, or it points to a six. So quartz crystals are a six sided stone and they're resting inside a clockwise long copper coil, which when you snip it it looks like a six. And the fiberglass resin that we use has some of the highest carbon content of fiberglass resins that you could possibly use to make orgone. And it's this specific recipe uh, and you know that um that atomic number of carbon is six. So that's three sixes. But how I believe this works is that it's it's uh since it's advertised as being the most powerful organ on the planet to get rid of um shadow people, aliens, demons and zombies and giants and stuff, is that um 
is taking in as much negative energy as possible, utilizing mm. that form of 666 energy to then um, yeah. like some kind of force field totally generator reverse. or something. That's what Tesla was saying. The 666 is in the 999s. And I think that was something to do with his configuration of his engines he made that then blasted him off into space or something. Yeah. He started resonating off the uh, off the, the vibrational level of what we can currently see and handle. Um, yeah, I would definitely I would definitely pay a lot more attention to the importance of music and sound and frequencies and how all that breaks down and works, and uh, not definitely not get too caught up in uh, you know you're going to see a lot of six six sixes. It's going to mean a lot of things to a lot of different people, but maybe uh, in general, I think all this stuff, all this conspiracy, all this. So rabbit holes. I think generally people need to just chill and do their own thing, you know, not worry so much. Okay. Yeah, but at so the same time, I love, it. I love I love when they find like the you know they find the stuff in the logos of uh, what is it, uh, hadron colliders and stuff like that. Like check it out. They put sixes in the logo. That's hilarious. That's Maybe it's real magic. Who knows? Maybe I'm not supposed to comment on certain aspects of this. Uh, is there some special... Yeah, there was... Yeah. Oh, sorry. There was just some background noise there. I can see people. Uh, have you ever experimented with putting special items inside the organite crystals, making, like, uh, custom ones, you know, like put a couple of drops of uh, extracted Blood or... passion no. power or something? No, I've never put anything else besides crystals inside organ. But I've heard that um, you put like something like mosquitoes. They have to be dead or they have to be alive. It, it works on. You have to experiment because I don't know. But if you put right. in a mosquito, alive or dead, it'll either yeah. repel or attract them. So same thing with a fly, and you could use that as a fly repellent. Okay. Same thing with ants. You know, a roach. Yeah, uh, I have my own uh, my own special brand of mosquito repellent. Which is that that? I kill them. I kill them and leave the corpses smeared on the wall so that the rest of them know not to bother me. But the other thing I do is I just eat a lot of garlic all the time, and my blood stream just radiates a garlic smell that they can't stand, much like a vampire. Okay, um, you kind of spoke into the mic a little bit too hard. I couldn't really hear much, much of that. So yeah, I sorry. I was just talk, I was just talking a lot about how I like to eat okay. garlic. What I heard was that when a mosquito lands on you, you immediately uh, go to suck on it and and consume it so you take you take the blood. So the what? Sorry, a mosquito lands on me and what? And then you quickly go to eat it up and consume the blood from the mosquito. Do oh, so I eat it to to drink the blood? Yeah, that's what I heard. Oh yeah, no. I, I mean, I've, yeah, I've definitely eaten mosquito blood in the past, but I, I wouldn't make a habit of it. There's a lot of diseases out there you want to eat the blood of mosquito. Uh, but insects are the perfect beings. You got to remember, you know, it's not their fault if they come and drink your blood. It's just like a tax system. You know, they don't have free will to choose who they bite or why they bite. It's just going to happen. You've got to deal with it by eating garlic. Uh, do you have any questions? I have a, I 
guests that just physically joined me in the room. Uh, but uh, do you have any questions for the, for the show? Yeah, okay, that's interesting. Uh, um, well, anything says, else you'd like to talk about? To talk about the insectoid. She doesn't want to mention insects anymore. If you don't mind talking <laughs> about the insectoid. Um, why, do, why do people hate insects so much? Why do people kill them when they should respect them as a progenitor race? Is that a question for me, or is that a question, That's a question for you? For you? Yeah, yeah, I want to know what, what your opinion on why people kill insects so much. My opinion on the insectoids. Uh, yeah, well, the insectoid as a whole, sure. Um, hold on. Well, while you've got the, the, the dead air there, I'll, uh, I'll just tell. They're actually you know, supposed to be malevolent beings. beings. Uh, that's what no, I've heard. Insectoids. Yeah, no, the insectoids. No, the insectoids came, as, came in as a, uh, like a diplomatic race, like an in-between race. When you had the original reptoid dragons from Alpha Century and uh, Dog Star Serious Fish People, when they got together to make the chimp-human-hybrid-pig-monkey-human-rat thing, which is us eventually, when they were getting together to do that, they were squabbling a lot. They had a lot of problems and they were fighting and there were some cat people as well involved. So what happened is the insectoids came in, mostly mantids. They came in as a bit of a, like a diplomat race or like kind of UN ambassador style, like, all right, everyone just work together, just chill. Because they're quite, they're quite neutral. Like I said, they're, they're essentially dead. They're digital. They're very, um, very black and white sort of behavior, thinking patterns, very logical. That's where a lot of the science is coming from, you know? A lot of this idea that you have to break everything down into a rational, logical stream of data and not take it any further than that. That's an insectoid trait. There's no free will there. Okay. All right. I'm working directly with some insectoid attractions, by the way. So uh, you could take a leave when I say about that. Uh, but I stopped killing them. I don't kill them anymore. I, I also don't call people insects. You know, if I say to somebody like, oh, that guy, he's lower than an insect. Uh, if you study the insectoid race, you'll find that they're actually far above us in every way possible. Well, from what I've heard is that the insectoids are usually found in, like, uh I mean, they're working together with the reptilians. That's what I've heard. Yeah, that's right. But like I said, it's not necessarily... Uh, yeah, they are. They're, it's it's an alliance of sorts, yeah. But the insects I mean, weren't yeah, an original progenitor race. But you don't... I mean, I mean, you wouldn't mind reptilians, right? I mean, you've got no problem No, that's cool. I'm on board with that. I, I enjoy lying on a rock in the sun. That's fine. It's not a problem. About your intention. Yeah, I've never encountered a reptilian, but obviously, from what I've heard, you don't want to encounter one. Uh, yeah, I mean, uh, if you if you start poking around down some of the caves, uh, you might get into some trouble. But uh, 
Yeah, otherwise, you're doing fine. I don't know. I don't necessarily want to recommend that to people because they might get in a little trouble. I start writing blogs about how they're getting visited by reptoids in their dreams or something because we said it was okay. You know, a, lot of, a, lot of, a lot of controversy around this stuff. Uh, a lot of interesting opinions fly around too. Like if you hypothetically make a, a fake video about alien contact or something and then people take it seriously. Like something interesting happened with one of the Duncan Chuckles videos years ago. He made um, NASA Jim. You familiar with NASA Jim? What about the month of June? Uh, yeah, so NASA Jim was the, the dying NASA scientist character he made. So he made a couple of videos like, oh, this is a guy from NASA who's revealing secrets about the aliens and how they come through otherworldly portals. Now I'm going to play a recording and all this stuff. And he plays audio recordings and it's all scrambled. And it was just a comedian having fun, you know, just uploading funny videos. But then uh, certain uh, people would, like, interview other people. Like that guy, Archaeologic, you know, from Destiny Lab. I mean, uh, buddies with him, and he's telling me all this stuff. Like how he knows people who claim to have had demonic possession and visitation ever since they watched his videos. They've never been able to sleep, and it actually did legitimately open a portal for aliens to attack them. Wow. So you've got to be careful who you talk to about this stuff. And even uh, in, a, in a sense, you've got to be careful what you wish for if you make a video joking around about how you're going to possess people with alien noises and then actually it really happens. People start claiming to be possessed by your alien noises videos. Shit's interesting. <laughs> That's really nice. It does sound interesting, though. What's that, sorry? I said it, it does sound interesting. Yeah, well, you know, uh, like I said, the, the true power is in us just doing what we do, just, just manifest stuff, just make stuff. You don't have to just absorb and just like regurgitate everything you hear and see. Uh, where the real power is, I guess. Are you familiar with this um, supposed ex-NASA guy who's talking about how he was basically told the truth that um, the higher-ups at NASA don't believe the Earth is even round. They're concealing this from everybody. That it's yes. the, the fact that it's not a globe. That's what he's been Yeah, uh, there's a lot of talk about that. Uh, obviously, there's a laughable potentially laughable flat earth movements and also the people who are dead serious about it and go way deep into the flat earth stuff and it starts getting real interesting when you listen to those guys. But more importantly, um, I think the the consensus that Google Earth is trying to tell you is that the earth is made of a, some kind of potato shape with entrances and exits where the Nazis get in to farm their gold in the Antarctic or whatever, build the time portal ships to get back to the Kuiper Belt. Okay, I didn't really hear that. Uh, I was basically saying Nazis did it. That they are the ones who are manufactured this whole flat earth, um, it's not a globe theory? Uh, no, I don't know, but... Is that what you said? I don't know. Oh. Yeah, you got to be careful about all these things, like even when you talk about uh, you know, the Zionism or the protocols of Zion or the agendas there uh-huh. and all the hatred surrounding that, but then you've got to remember that that was potentially all just propaganda spread by the Russian secret police. And now to this day, it still influences everyone's thinking. So 
you know, don't go too crazy deep into all this stuff is my motto. Yeah. Well, yeah, we know for a long time that the protocols for Luna and Elder's design were that was supposed to be a public solution, not a propaganda. Basically meant yeah. for us to blame the Jews, but at the same time it's telling us exactly what's going on and what's happening now, even though it was written so much uh you know, earlier in our past before that had become, you yep. know, the norm. So Yeah, and you think about things like that now, is that happening outside of time? Is that coming from the future or is it potentially that it's actually manifesting the future? That people write things like this and then everyone reads it and that's what gets generated because that's what the the masses generate. Okay, so it's like Okay, yeah. you and you could you could view that in the same way with this whole zombie apocalypse nonsense because they want people yeah. focusing on a zombie apocalypse. Yeah. You know, it's obvious and clear. So I used to never even bother thinking about zombies because yeah. I used to be No, the whole thing's zombies. gross. You're not supposed to. Yeah, it's a total psyop. It's gross. I, I've been repulsed by the idea of zombie-based media. If they want the whole thing's a joke. Yeah. The yeah, funny thing uh, is, though, that our, our Oregon is advertised as being able to kill zombies, so... At least you're, oh, you're cool. Well, no, then I love, I love zombies. Zombies are great. Um, everyone should go and buy some Oregon and watch some zombie movies. They're fantastic. It's an excellent premise. Uh, it's original every time. Sometimes when premises come back a bunch of times over and over and over again endlessly, uh, it's not unfair to think that there might be some kind of thing to it. You know, possibly some kind of agenda, or maybe there's a reason things pop up over and over again. I don't know. Yeah, I understand what you're saying about this whole um, putting into public consciousness to make a reality type of thing. Because this is sort of like what they did on 9/11 with the predictive programming and what they're pumping out for 9/2030. Yep. Yep. Um, you're familiar exactly. with that. Yeah, I mean, there's a. <laughs> just, just have a think about the power of Disney. Basically, is all I worry about. You're talking about Disney, that dystopian Disney thing, and that weird. What? Wait, what did you just say? Uh, I worry a lot about Disney uh, in the sense that I, I want to be Disney in a lot of ways. I like controlling people with uh, mm-hmm. manipulation via the military. I like using and Nazi technology on people who drive out there. And you worry for, for Disney, you worry about Disney? Nah, not really. Um, okay. I, I, I worry for children who grow up watching Disney shit. Okay, yeah, that's, that's what I mean, yeah. Okay, yeah. Yeah, but, you know, that's, it's, it's, Yeah, uh, well, it, it sucks because I was raised on Disney, and uh, I see people my age that are raising, you know, their kids, like, my age on Disney, and it's like, you see how messed up we turned out? Why do you want to raise them on that? Yeah, it, it goes real deep. Um, <laughs> you got to be real careful how many how many times you, you let your kids watch oh, the Prince of Egypt or whatever. Oh, yeah, that's probably not busy. Well, uh, listen, this has been a this has been a fantastic experience. Um, I think I got to wind it up though. I gotta I gotta get a head out of here in, in a, a couple of minutes. Uh, do you have any any pressing questions? Any burning things you really need to know before I head out? Uh, 
I, I, I don't really have anything at the moment, but it was great to have you on. And it was it was really fun. Um, cool, man. Yeah, no, thank, thanks for having us. I just, um, yeah, I got a little pressing issue. I got to go attend to it in the next five or ten minutes. But, uh, yeah, it was a good chat. Uh, oh, uh, actually, um, me some money. I was wondering if you were going, if you could, like, um, get a wrap right now before you leave. Uh, I could do, but, uh, yeah, it's entirely possible, but uh, I do actually require a release a to be signed and, and a performance fee. So, yeah. Also, I need a beat. I'm not sure if you're capable of producing six beats. So, uh, the, the long answer is maybe, the short answer is no. All right. Uh, I actually My, anticipated this, and I didn't yeah. come up with a beat. So Nice, sorry. nice. Yeah, no, I... Um, I'm down, you know, I'm good in certain situations, but uh, a little, little, too, uh, little too sunny outside for that at this minute. Yeah, it's no problem. Um, but it was just, it was nice to have a chat with you because that's basically what I wanted to do and then turn into something kind of funny. Um, you know, the second Yeah, no, I gotta, I gotta be careful, I gotta be careful what I say. Uh, you know, I, uh, <laughs> I, uh, I don't want to release any of the the spoilers for the upcoming album with Cashland, so you know that's why I'm not openly dropping anything because it might uh, might let something slip, might let some of the surprises slip. Okay. All right. Well, nice talking with you, and um, I'll stay in touch with you. You know, I'll, I'll you know, I still got to make that one video to that <laughs> to that Yeah, time. cool, man. Please. That sounds good. I'm a um, big fan of your puppet work, and I hope everybody checks out your puppet work. Okay, well, thanks for coming on. Awesome, dude. Cool. Well, uh, yeah, have a good, uh, was it daytime? Night. Have a good night. Good yeah, night, yeah, everybody. Okay. <laughs> All right, catch you, dude. All right, bye. All right, everybody, that was Lance Hodge 4. You can find him on YouTube. Um... Highly recommended video of Kendall complaints. It's freaking hilarious. I mean, it's it's like <laughs> this is one of these things you find at 5 a.m. after not sleeping and being totally like you know out of it. You just click on it like, what the hell is this? You watch it, and next thing you know, you're just totally uh, blown away by how how funny it is. And so, actually, I meant to have a, a proper show on, on the whole flesh show tonight. I don't know if that's possible as of right now. But it was supposed to be on this, um, this coming Davidic figure and the 923 symbolism, along with this whole, uh, well, it, it had to do with, like, Feast of the Lion. It was actually sort of dated in but it would have made more sense last Wednesday. But um, it, was, it was basically how... Um, People were slightly being programmed to reject the coming figure. And uh, Dave was going to come on and talk more about that because actually this is tied into CERN and, and all kinds of other different topics because um, I had listened to Spirit Cleaner Chronicles and decided I would um, obviously give him credit and tell him that he can explain this a lot better than I can. But obviously we're, we're looking at a really big... Uh, life change and world change in Iraq. And uh, the vast majority of people have no idea that it's even happening. So that's, that's, it was supposed to be similar to that. I have better or anything. 
when I had left the show. And then last night I had a catchment to do this. Sort of as a joke, and then at the same time, it turned into like, well, it's just funny and it's awesome. is up to do anything tonight, then um, it'd be cool to bring up these topics that they talk about. So until next time, I'm going to hang this up now.
Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.